Welcome to Binge Watch with us. That's Pickles. And that's Lisa. And this week we watched episodes 7 through 13 of season 2 of Riverdale. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> this These episodes are so good. This whole season is kind of good, kind of bad. Yes, it gets it gets way, it like veers left real good quick. Good <laughs> God. I'm like... Okay, so before we get started, before we get into it, um, I just want to cover what we're doing next week. Next week we're going to do... Um, episodes 14 through 19 of season two. So we're going to cover the second half of season two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just wanted to let people know that you can follow us on Instagram at binge watch with us, all one word. And please subscribe on iTunes and rate and review us. Legit rate and review, review us. I want to yeah. know, do we yeah. suck? Do we need to change some things? <laughs> Don't say we suck because no. uh, we're both very sensitive and we will cry and yeah. um, talk about it for weeks on end. Yeah, uh, I, al- I already think that we're very bad anyway. Yeah. yeah, we already think we're bad, so we don't need anybody no. to tell us that. But we will totally, if, if one person puts like a two-star review and says one little thing, we will analyze it to death. Um, well, let's do this. How about this? If you guys... Um, if you hate us, don't rate us. <laughs> if you rate and review us, um, we will give you a shout out on the show. We will read your review. Yes. Let's do that. Um, we had a review um, a couple weeks ago, didn't we? We did. And then we had another one recently. Oh, we had two. another Yeah, but that one doesn't count, does it? <laughs> Yes, it's a stranger we've never met. Um, um, we had a review from Clyde Fallis, Texas. Um, he said yes. everyone should subscribe, and he gave us five stars. So thanks, Clyde. We appreciate. I mean, that. that's pretty cool. Um, that legit. That like, I was having a bad day that day. Yeah. And then you texted me, and that really did cheer me up for like the rest of the day. That was our first review. The funny thing, yeah, I was going to say it was our first review, so we uh, check that, uh, I do anyways, um, at least once a day to see if anybody's reviewed us. (laughs) Um, And also, we want to give out our Gmail address. Oh, Um, yeah. Let us know what you guys are watching or what mm -hmm. you want us to watch. Email us at bingewatchwithus at gmail.com. Because unfortunately, there's only three seasons of Riverdale, so... I know. What are we going to do? I, I We may just have to cancel. <laughs> Hopefully this show just goes on forever and ever. <laughs> we need to do Shit's Creek, too. I know. Everybody's talking about that show, and I'm, I haven't started watching it yet. God, it's hilarious. It, it, to me, it's got Catherine O'Hara, I think, in it. Oh, I love her. Yes. And basically, she's playing, in my head, she's like Delia from Beetlejuice. Uh-huh. But older. Oh, Speaking of, real quick, um, can I tell you about my psychic reading? <gasps> yes. Always yes. Did I tell yes. you about that? No. You told no. me you were going, and I'm sure I rolled my eyes, and I was like, yeah, okay, what? Well, you, you brought up Beetlejuice, and this psychic <laughs> was the, who was the guy that was at the, um, when they danced at the dinner table? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know who I'm talking about? Her, her like, psychic friend that did the seance or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, ortho. Ortho? Yes. It was legit that guy. <laughs> was he gay? Oh, my gosh, yes. Yay! Yes, very, yeah. That makes it almost worthwhile. Uh, and he was a little, he was a little, he was bigger. He was very nice. 
God. Um, he had dark hair just like him. He was oh my about God. the same age as that actor was during Beetlejuice. Oh. Yeah. 25 it's, years ago. <laughs> yeah, it was. No, not now. Like, at, during yeah. the time of the movie. It was It was great. It was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm glad yeah. that we did that. Yeah. What did they tell you? They told, they told my single friend that she was going to have two babies. She told he told my married friend that she was gonna have another baby. Jesus. And so when he made his way around to me, I was like, "Please no babies, please no babies." Uh, and he did not. He didn't mention any babies. He did say though. He said the spirits are wanting me to recognize the month of October. Is there like a birthday or a death day in the month of October? Anything special? And I was like, no, I don't, I can't think of anything that happened in October. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My sister-in-law leans over and she's like, you got married in October. Yeah. I like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. It's yeah. only been one year and she's already forgotten. Yeah. And he said that that would happen. He said that it's something called like psychic amnesia where he's like, okay, I'm, I'm getting an Aunt Molly. And everybody's like, I don't know who Aunt Molly is. Uh-huh. And then you get in the car and you're like, oh, Aunt Molly. <laughs> yeah. I met so, her once when I was five. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, but so speaking of, of, of psychics and, and spirits of the beyond, <laughs> <laughs> we can jump into this this first episode, episode seven of season two. Oh, this, God. I assume, must have been the Halloween episode at the time that it aired. I don't remember. Episode seven was the one that had the three scary stories. The Candyman was in this episode. Oh, okay. okay. As I stare at you blankly, what yes. show are we watching? I have no idea who you're talking about. We're talking about. about Riverdale now. <laughs> I thought we were still in Psychic and Friends. No, sorry. Um, yes, yeah, so a lot's going on in that episode. I liked this episode. I liked mm. the way that they did it, how they broke it down into like three different stories like that. So the three stories we have are what? Penny, Penny, what's her last name? Penny Peabody and Jughead, yeah. <laughs> so we have Penny Peabody sending Jughead on an errand. To deliver pancake mix. Pancake mix, of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And he's like, sure, okay. So they're driving. They go to Greendale. They're, they're going to Greendale to see Sabrina. And they're yes. driving Archie's dad's truck. It must right? have been Fred's truck, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. They, of course, have car problems. Um, you expect them to make out because it's in a dark road, deserted road. But <laughs> they don't. That would great if they had. <laughs> that would have been fabulous. I would have um, been okay with that. <laughs> I, uh, I think Jughead can do better. Mm. They break down, of course, his scary truck, I think is another truck, pulls up and out walks who? The Candyman. The legit, real Candyman who played Candyman in the, in the movies. How did they pull the Candyman? Like... <laughs> who who does the casting for this show? I want to ri- write you a handwritten thank you card. Well, like, let's be honest here. Candyman, besides going to, like, Comic-Cons and stuff, probably isn't that busy. I can't tell you anything he's done since Candyman and Riverdale. No, probably not. But if if they went to the Candyman and they said we want you to we want you to, to guest star in a in a CW teen drama show, he's probably like no thanks, you know. Well, and you know they had to think of this way back last or the beginning of this episode or the beginning of the season when they started talking about the Candyman with the jingle jangle. 
Um, you know oh, they had to right. already think oh about that. God. Yeah. So they're like, they must have already had him on schedule, I guess. And they're oh, like, genius let's use show. a candy man because that's super clever. This show is so genius. <laughs> everything about it. It's it's everything about it. It's just so smart. <laughs> I'm going to pee on myself when you call it brilliant. Um, so yeah, they had to deliver some pancake mix to the bad guy from the Goonies. Yeah. Do, do you remember this old lady in a wheelchair? Yeah. Please I, I, explain this to me. What the well, fuck I mean, I that? have no idea. I was like, is that is that Grandma Blossom? I, I have no idea who this chick is. You never see her again, I don't think. No, it's just some like old handicapped Russian drug dealer. Literally, you, you, you never see this lady ever again. It's never explained why they're dealing drugs to, to old Russian ladies. I think they're called babushkas. Babushka. <laughs> You're thinking of Mamushka. And now it's Adam's family. Mamushka. Mamushka. Yeah. And I'm going to assume she's the only Russian in town. Has to be. Has to be. Because honestly, let's face it, Riverdale is white. Oh, so white. They've got like no, 1%. You know what? No, I'm going to mm-hmm. disagree with that. I was just mm-hmm. talking with one of my friends um, at work. What was the word that she used? Whites Col- only? No, no. I, I disagree. I think that this is a, a well... Oh, that's what she said. I think she called it seasoned. A well-seasoned show. You do have a lot of characters who are not white. Really? But do you really? Yeah, you got Josie. Okay, so outside of the main people, yeah. you don't see a lot of African Americans or Asians outside of that group. Out of but a thousand people, true. you probably see five. No, Reggie is Asian. I think okay. he's like a, uh, I don't know what he is. I'm not even going to guess. That's rude. Yeah. And then you've got Josie and the Pussycats. Okay, that's true. There's three. You got Pops. Four. Oh, and then, and and then Veronica the is supposed to be. Whatever they are, some I, yeah, I don't. I, I, I don't can't know. even. I can't even get into that right now. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I don't know. I think that it's. I think it's a diverse cast. I do. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I'm gonna let you think that. Anyway, so yeah, Jughead delivers drugs to an old Russian lady in a wheelchair. The only one in town. I'm just telling you now. There was another storyline with Josie. Yes. In my notes, I say I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's basically Josie has a stalker. Yeah. We think she keeps singing, um, God, what's the name of that song? I hated that song. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. It I want to say it's she, like... She says something about a s- spooky little boy like you. Yeah, yeah. it's an old, like, song from, like, the 60s or 70s or whatever. And she keeps singing it as she thinks she has a stalker in the pitch of dark, practically. And I'm like, girl, lock the door and turn on a light. Yeah, if you're so afraid, turn the lights on. Or how about this? Why don't you play the keyboard at home? I mean, you've got to have have another recording here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, your dad's a musician. I'm sure you've got some place to set that (laughs) crap up. And this is the first hint we have that Cheryl may not be all into the bros. That Cheryl may like She might also like chicks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if she's, we would consider her bisexual because later on she goes full-fledged to women only. I think she might be. Um, bisexual. I don't think she. I think she lands somewhere in the middle because there are episodes where mm. she's like at the at the house party episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think she's making out with Reggie in that episode. I think guy. I think all the girls in this town just use Reggie. He's so simple. As you know, as a hookup, <laughs> and then and then throw him to the side as he should be. Well, he's not smart. Well, neither no. is Archie. So what am I saying? You know, 
the way that they introduce Cheryl's interest in Josie is odd. Yeah, because they show her, don't they show her like, I mean, the only real hints you get is like she draws a picture of yeah. Josie or her and Josie in her bed, like doodling or whatever. And then she offers to give her like a back rub um, yeah. when they're both wearing towels. And I'm like, I mean, God bless these girls who are so body positive image that they could walk Ugh. around with towels and have no problem. When I was that age, no. Yeah. I had that towel mm-hmm. on and I changed where nobody else could see me. And I mean, yeah. I was pulling on shit faster than you can say anything. But these girls just walk around towels. Don't even care. Don't even so care. So I don't, I don't know if we've ever mentioned this before mm-hmm. about me, but <laughs> romance, sexual attraction, it it goes so over my head. Yeah, she never knows. miss it. She never knows. I am not a romantic person. <laughs> I'm not a very affectionate person. Mm-mm. We have talked about that. That, I, that I, I don't like to be touched. No. Um, don't really like hugs very much. Mm-mm. So when Cheryl was giving Josie the back massage, I was just like, oh, I didn't think like, <laughs> oh, this is a little like. Ooh, you were like, I, obviously everybody does that because I don't. So no. you didn't think it was odd. But no, the first thing I was like is. That, no. Well, my thing would, my first thing I would be was like, please don't touch me. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. Let's do that. Let's talk about this. I've known you for 10 years. More, I think. I don't know. Yeah, maybe 11. Yeah. Okay, a long time. And I can tell you right now, um, if you put your hands on me when we were both wearing towels, I'd been like, ooh, no, I'm uncomfortable. Go away. (laughs) No, that's just a preposterous. The fact that you and me would ever be in the same room with just towels towels on is preposterous. No. It's it's so ridiculous. We both have body image issues. So I I wouldn't say that I have body image issues. It's more that because I am more comfortable now yeah. oh, than, yeah. than I ever have been. Yeah. I just don't, just just don't touch me, please. Yeah. I, I, uh, I've literally touched her five times in the yeah. 11 years we've known each other, if that Yeah, many. we've hugged like twice. Yeah. Um, and a lot has happened over 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> we'll save that for a whole nother episode. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so, okay, so do we, so what are our thoughts on Chuck Clayton, Chuck Wagon? Yeah, Chuck. Do we believe he's reformed? Nope. Once nope. a rapist, always a rapist. You're not buying it. Nope. Nope. Mm. Not at all. And I, I, I'm sure I'm probably wrong on that, but in, it's, to me, it's like rapist, pedophiles, and all that. You never get over it. Yeah. Um, and given the opportunity, you're going to do it again. Even though he's a teenage boy? Yep. Yeah. It's, right. There's no excuse for that um, at all. I don't know. I, I think, I, 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 I want to believe him. I want to believe that he's better now. But I don't. Yeah, so he kind of asks ask her out, and they go to ch- uh, Chuck's Pops. No. Yeah. And, uh, but that's short-lived. Yeah, that's a very short-lived romance, That's for like sure. five scenes, Tops. Can we talk about Sheriff Keller's gym dungeon? Yes. What the fuck was that? And God, I can't, and this was part of the Black Hood. Storyline, yeah. Story oh, yeah, line. okay, so yeah, we should mention that, that all of this, is is under the the pressure of no one can sin because if you sin the black hood is gonna come mm-hmm. get you so drug so drughead that's his new name <laughs> drughead <laughs> drughead jughead and archie are delivering drugs 
Uh, Josie, I guess her sin is that she's singing without the pussycats. Bitch, nobody's worried about you. Okay? Yeah, nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Sheriff Keller either is having an affair or is the Black Hood. We aren't sure yet. So He's having an affair? We all know that. We all know he's having an affair with what's her That face. I picked up on. That I remember watching season two going, mm, this mayor <laughs> and this sheriff are together a lot. Uh, yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. so that but that was a great scene when Veronica goes down into the basement and there's all the grunting. And... I know. I was like, if she walks in on something she shouldn't, I'm just going to die. In those few seconds, what were we supposed to think? That he was having sex uh, or yeah. murdering someone? I think we're supposed what? to think he's having sex either alone or with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. P.S. When when she goes down there and sees him and he's got his shirt off and everything and he's pumping iron or whatever the hell he's doing, just in that split second, he looks like Paul Holes. A little bit, yeah. A he little does. bit, yeah. which if you're not a yeah. murderino and you're not following all that stuff, you'll have no idea who we're talking about. But he was yeah. one of the people that found out the identity of the Golden State Killer. Yeah, Sheriff Keller, not as good of an investigator as Paul Holes. Never. He he's the, he's the investigator that first had this case, I think. Before it got passed on to Paul. I will say this. I'll, I'll, let me say two things about Sheriff Keller's mm-hmm. uh, gym dungeon. <laughs> and, and I'll preface this in, with a big asterisk in the beginning. I am not into daddies. Not. No. Mm-mm. Not into daddy. That's creepy. God bless you. God bless you if you are, but no. Whatever floats your boat. It's fine. That's fine. You Whatever. Daddies, that's fine. Whatever. It's not me. No. But I am okay with Sheriff Keller being in more episodes. <laughs> Without his shirt on. I'm okay with that. We're okay yeah. with that. Uh, well, because yeah. he looks decent. You know, if he took it off and had like the pop belly and like the hair on his back and stuff, we'd be like, put your clothes on. Yuck. We're good. Yuck. I never want to see this again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so the Black Hood's still going on. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> this is my other note. Why does the Black Hood, at the end of the episode, he calls Pop's Diner to make his announcement. What the f- <laughs> You have failed my test. Yeah. I'm going to let the owner of a diner next to a railroad track know. Yeah. I'm coming for you. Yeah, I know. I'm like, don't they have a radio station? Uh, like, neighborhood groups on the internet, call you know? Call Sheriff Keller. He's just working out in his basement. Or call <laughs> Alice uh, Cooper. Yes. Girl, she'll oh, put I, anything I have, in. I have other comments about the, about uh, okay. the newspaper. But, but let's, <laughs> so. so let's talk about that, though. The, the, the Black Hoods, this is really starting to heat up. We yeah. find out that Riverdale actually had two serial killers. That's right. Yeah. They have a thousand people, one restaurant, two serial killers. Yes, two restaurants. There's an Italian restaurant. Yeah. Um, That's odd. You know, and so maybe Riverdale is whiter than I think because I'm telling you, statistically, white guys are, are serial probably killers. the serial killer. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it though. Really, I mean, that's why I said it. Like there, there's some sprinkling in there of different um, other ethnic groups, but by large, I would say four percent of Riverdale is um, different. Other, yeah. th- other than white, um, yeah. and the rest is white. So it's a pretty white town, and the Blossoms, which are like me, cancel out. We we count for about five right. white people. We're so They're pale. So white, yeah. They're so they, pale. They, they we we count out. for like five white people because they we're so yeah. white. Yeah, and I can say that. So we have the Black Hood again, not serial killer, and the Riverdale. No, he killed the Candyman at this point. 
Okay. By this this point, the Candyman is oh, the, true. the drug dealer Candyman. Okay, so he's killed scary. two people, but you're still you have to kill three before you're still a serial yeah, killer. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Riverdale Reaper, Reaper or Ripper? Reaper. Okay, I think it was the Reaper. Yeah. And is is the Riverdale Reaper? I don't know who the Riverdale Reaper is. Did I not write it down? So the Riverdale Reaper ended up being a um, a traveling priest, I think, like a traveling sure. preacher. It was a traveling preacher that came mm-hmm. to town. Mm-hmm. Um, and he mu- he must have just been a psychopath, but he goes on a rampage in a house and he kills five people or four people. Yeah, he kills four people and leaves one kid behind because he didn't know about the kids. So mm-hmm. because he was a family annihilator, he is considered uh, a serial killer. And so yeah. now we've got the Black Hood on the rampage too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, two serial killers, one little bitty town. And and part of me is like that sound. That's so like in cold blood. You know, it kind of looks like it's it's a house out in the middle of kind of nowhere. You know, whole family's wiped out. And yeah. and then with the Black Hood calling Pops and it's like, y'all have all failed your test. Um, that, to me, again, is like Zodiac Killer or the Axeman. Yeah. Who actually went to what? A yep. paper to tell people in New Orleans, uh-huh. like, hey, if you're not playing jazz music on this date at this time and all this stuff, you know, you're going to get chopped up into a billion pieces. So I'm telling you, these writers, they, they, they've done they did research. a little research. I do want to talk about in this next episode, there are a couple of things that we really, really in, in okay. episode eight. Oh, boy. They did some things. Is this the one this where FP retires from the serpents? This is at, yeah. So FP is out of jail. Hooray! Hooray! Uh, he gets out. <sighs> Um, I missed him. I missed him. Listen, I may watch Scream tonight after this is all said and done with. I'm just letting you know. Yeah, I missed FP. Yeah, but FP's out, and he's he's got a job at Pops. Good for him. Which Yeah, which I'm like, that's probably the only place that would hire you. What I love about this is, of course... No, he could go work at the White Worm. <laughs> sure. He wants to go straight. But I don't think he could. Honestly, I think if you're out on parole, you probably cannot work at a bar. He's also an AA. Sure. Uh, this cracks me up because Pops is such like a 50s kind of place and he's wearing like the white paper hat and the white and everything, which I love, but I'm like, love it. shave your love face. It. They would not let you have that much of a beard if it was back in the day. <laughs> I know. I know. So yeah, so FP's, he's, he's on the straight and narrow and they decide to have a retirement party for him where? At the White Worm. At the White Worm. At a bar. Yeah. Alice goes to the White Worm, and this is um, sexy entrance number two for Alice. And slamming the drinks. Oh, I love her. God love her. Go- Alice is wound. She is so bipolar. I yes. love her. Yeah, so they have a big party. The weirdest cover song of the entire show. I'm look. I've I've seen all mm-hmm. of season two, and I'm caught up on all of season three. I reviewed yeah. season one very closely. This is the weirdest fucking cover of the entire show. But I kind of liked it. No, I don't know why. It no. sticks in my head every single time. So they sing "Mad World." Yeah, Archie Ar- and Veronica. Veronica. Yeah. And we should back up just a hair. So Archie and Veronica, when the Black Hood is like, y'all have all sinned and you need to be on the straight and narrow, they are fucking like rabbits all over the place. That was very sexy. Yeah. And Archie tells Ronnie that 
she loves him, and her reply is, let's get dressed. Oh, it was well, very sweet. But it's because he, she's never heard her parents say it. Yeah, to be on, to be fair, she hasn't. Um, and she doesn't know how to deal with it, so they decide to go sing this song. It has nothing to do with the situation that they're in. To me, Mad oh. World is kind of about, like... A guy who's looking around at the world and he's like, this is a fucked up place. Yeah. So they're singing it. Something about it upsets her. She goes running off into the distance. Thank God, because then Archie stops singing. He runs after her. (laughs) I was like, thank you, Jesus. I don't care. Somebody throw $20 on the ground, make him run. So Betty, Uh, my girl Betty, goes up there and becomes a what? A stripper. In a bar. that. Full of gang members. Her mom, her mom is there. No, her mom is wasted at this point. Well, that's point. true. Because she's already Has had three shots. But uh, Jughead's face says it all. Jughead looks up at Betty while she's... Because she's doing a serpent dance. She's trying to... She, this is her initiation into the gang. Yeah, she's she, trying to get she in. She wants to be a part of Jughead's world. And every time she said that, she's like, I want to be a part of this world. Mm-hmm. I started singing Ariel in my head. Yeah. The Little Mermaid. <laughs> And so she's doing her little sexy dance, but Jughead's face says it all. He's looking up like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And kind of embarrassed. Yeah, he's embarrassed. But also, there's one point where he looks down and then he looks back up like, meh, might as well watch. Might as well watch. Because I'm like, please stop, please stop. And I'm like, okay, fine. If you're going to keep dancing, fine. I'll watch you strip, I guess. Yeah, (laughs) she started singing this song and like licking the pole and stuff. And I was like, when did this become Girls, Girls, Girls from Motley Crue? It's not a sexy song. Nothing about that is a sexy song. I don't know at all. What I find so odd about all this is after all, after the sexy dance and after, after uh, uh, Archie and Ronnie run off, yeah. they break up. Archie and Ronnie break up? Archie and Ronnie break up yeah. because yeah. It, it turns into, I think he said something like, um, you don't have to say it, it's how I was feeling at the moment. Yeah. It's all about me. And But then she doesn't say it. And it kind of pisses them off. I think he was hoping that she'd be like, I love you too. But she didn't. So Ronnie ends up breaking it off because she's like... I can't say it, and you want me to say it, and so we break up. Yeah, I want to say, Luke Luke Perry, Fred Andrews, gives Archie great advice. You mm-hmm. know, he, he says, you know, and I, I wish somebody had told me this when I was younger. He says, <laughs> people are on different timelines when it mm-hmm. comes to that. Yep. So just because she's not in the same place as you right now doesn't mean that she won't be in the same yes. place as you right now. That is so such good advice. It really is. And I thought Archie was being really mature when he first yes, said that. Yes. But then it's not because he's a soft touch. Yeah. And then so what does Veronica's mom say? Veronica's mom, Hermione says to Veronica, it doesn't matter how he feels. It depends on whether you're ready to hear it. No, bitch. No. 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 You She's- don't. You, Archie gets to have his feelings. Yep. Whether Veronica has them or not. Mm-hmm. Ugh, such a I fucked up family. I cannot tell you, I cannot figure out who the worst mom of the year is over there. I it's really either don't. her or Mama Blossom. I don't know. Alice is pulling, is pulling well, her way too. She's doing shots while her daughter's stripping at a bar. But it's at least for the most part, I feel like she's doing what she's doing for Betty because she... Yeah, you're right. Yeah, she's you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah. Hermione, honestly, if, if, if Mr. Lodge, whatever the... 
What's his name? Hiram. Hiram. Um came home as like I want Veronica gone. Honey, they would have packed her bags that same night and thrown her yeah. out on the oh, street. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Fred Andrews would have been right there to take her in. And which I would have slapped the you know what album. So anyways, so then so they Jughead, break up. Yeah. And then Jughead yeah. and uh Betty break up too. Break up. Oh, that and was all... painful. Okay, so as my mom was watching this, my mom called me at like eight thirty the next morning while I was mm-hmm. at work and she was so so upset. She was so <laughs> up- My mom genuinely believed that Betty and mm-hmm. Jughead were done. And let's talk about, too, real quick, about the Serpents being the gang that cares. Because they're, when they first get there, I think, they're like, oh, we do Toys for Tots, and we yeah. do all this other stuff. And I was like, look at them having toy drives and stuff. I mean, more power to them. Yeah, that whole that whole little bit, it's like everybody's breaking up, everybody's yeah. running off. Yeah. It's horrible. I'll take more of that, though. I'm okay with more <laughs> relationships. I really am. I'll watch yeah. more episodes of them breaking up and getting back together. I'll, I'll take it. And I think we need to stick with this for a little while longer with the Serpents and FP, because FP is trying to go on the straight and narrow. Yes. But he hears, or somehow he knows, that Penny has been singing, sending Jughead out on these deliveries of pancake mix. Mm, yeah. And he's like, boy... He always calls him boy. boy. No, I love that. I love that. Uh, like, you have screwed this all up. You're going to, you know, be the downfall of the serpents. I'm going to have to step back up. I'm not retiring because he says <laughs> it'll be a cold day in hell when a pig tells a serpent what to do. Love FP. He's so... He, love he's, him. He's right. He's like the, uh, just right on. He talks like so many of my family members. Yeah, so <laughs> Jughead, I mean, so FP's like, I'm going to have to step up. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to step up. I can't retire and leave my gang like this and we have to take out Penny. But Jughead in some sort of thirst for power, crazy manic phase that he's in, he's like, "Nope, I'm going to take the teenagers in the gang and we're going to finish her off myself." Which is really ballsy because honestly, Jughead Jughead, up until this point, hasn't really done anything horrible. Right, so he was forced to deliver the drugs. Like, So he yeah. was kind of conned into that. He didn't want to do that. At this point, he decides, I'm going to mutilate a woman. We're going to run her out of town, and we're going we're gonna to take care of her. They cut her, her <clears throat> tattoo off of her. Yeah. He, which, I'm sorry, not they. He. He, he cut the tats. Yeah, he had the look line. of the devil in his eyes. And he's like, I'm going to take care of this. Because uh, she's like, you can. It's, a, it's our law. You know, serpents protect their own or whatever. And he's like, not anymore, assistant. He carves it right on off. He drives her out to Greendale. Again, yeah. 30 minutes away. We know this because Jughead and Archie just ran some drugs there the other day. <laughs> Pancake mix. Uh-huh. And, sorry, pancake mix. And then and then it left her there. Oh, you're exiled here. It's like, Jughead, she has a car. She can yeah. drive back into town. Bye. I mean, you know, I'm sure she has a cell phone on her. Oh, um, but, you know, yeah, I thought that whole, it's just, uh, I don't know. That whole thing is odd because. It's, it's odd because, well, I feel like this is his first big step to yeah. stepping over 
over to the dark side. Every every episode, he takes one step further across the line. Mm-hmm. And he also gets one step closer to becoming the Serpent King. Yeah. These these people <clears throat> seem like they're very easy to lead. You they know? all seem stupid as bricks. I mean, none of them... Uh, they didn't have good education. We know this because they decided to close down Southside High School. So they shut them down and they bust them off to here, there, and everywhere. And some of them, of course, the core group goes to where? Riverdale. I'm Rack- so happy that they came back to Riverdale. I knew this from the very beginning when Jug started going to Southside. I was like, yeah. obviously he's going to come back to Riverdale at some point. But I'm glad now. I was I was excited. I was like, yay, serpents are going to Riverdale. But they try to kibosh everything, uh, Riverdale High. Yes. Everything that this school uh, stood for and, yeah. and is and the serpents and all that. I mean, Veronica, the rich bitch, is like, I've done a welcome party. We're going to, you know, right, welcome them is, with open arms. This is all a part of Hiram's plan. Veronica yeah. has decided to take the step to become a part of the family business. So Hiram yeah. and Hermione have encouraged Veronica mm-hmm. to welcome these new students and get yes. them assimilated. But, of course, that's not how it goes because no, that's yeah. my girl Cheryl don't like the mixing of the of the of the people the poor and the north side and the south side and so when Ronnie is like calm down they're welcome here my girl Cheryl walks down and says stand down Eva Perone and <laughs> that's these a great scene. these that's girls a great scene. are uh, so of course there's fighting there's this there's that and the other Jughead is the typical emo, nonconformist. The principle, which I kind of get, is like, hey, let's, no more serpent jackets, no more gang stuff. You've got to conform. And he's like, no, screw you, I'm a serpent. And he walks in the school with the serpent jacket and, of course, gets what? Suspended. And we get one of the best lines of the show. Say it. Oh, we get an argument between FP and Jughead and... Jughead says to his dad, a serpent never sheds its skin. Yes. <laughs> False. <Yeah>. That's not <laughs> true. Yeah. Serpents, snakes, shed their skin all the time. They have to, in fact, in order to grow. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe that's a lesson that Jughead should learn. You have to shed your skin to grow. So maybe Riverdale High is not that great of a school either. Let's be honest. Archie's dumb as shit. And, you know, I mean, they're in high school at this point. They should know a snake sheds its skin. Especially when you're in a gang that's about snakes. Maybe they should make them read books on snakes before they join. That should be one of the initiation. Read a book on snakes. There's a quiz. But FP, I think, really gives them some good advice because he's like, listen, boy. Boy, listen. You need to conform. You need to take it down a notch. Let's yeah. try to blend in, and then you can have a better plan of attack. And Jughead's like, fine, I understand. And he shows back up to school, and what do they immediately... The serpents and swords. The serpent and swords. So they can be in plain sight, but kind of in your face, plotting and planning. Yeah, yeah. 
So, so um, they can still have their gang meetings at school, but they don't have to wear their serpent skins. Yeah, so it's a safe place, yada, 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 yada. Oh, jeez. Okay, so the Black Hood is running amok, and it, it, it's coming to a head. <laughs> this is what I love the most about this storyline, is that in some sort of nightmare on Elm Street plot line, the man that kills his family or the preacher, the Riverdale, this is what? another story. No, 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 that's the right story. Yeah, story, yeah. okay. The, so, so, yeah, it turns out that the priest, the, the family annihilator, the river, the Riverdale Reaper, was rounded up by the town. And was he hung or was he buried? He was buried by a Buried. Tree, he was right? buried alive. So the Black Hood is, for whatever reason, not okay with executing a murderer, but is okay with shooting teens in a car. Sure, sure. So he says, like, you know, this is Riverdale's original sin. Mm-hmm. So this gives Betty and Jughead, but also Archie. Archie has a lot to do with the Black Hood investigation. He does because Jughead and Betty are broken up. So it's kind of, they're kind of. So he kind of steps in. and Yeah. There's one episode before they break up. Where uh, Betty and Jughead ask Veronica and Archie to go and investigate this this Riverdale Reaper murder. Uh-huh. Uh, Archie and Veronica go down to the house. And I was just like, guys, Betty and Jughead, wh- what do you think? They're going to give you notes back, like, written in crayon. Like, Archie's just going to draw pictures. Yes. And Veronica's going Veronica's to be like, I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. Like, I was kind of was- more worried about, like, my family, like, criminal yeah. empire. Yeah, I didn't want to set my purse down. Somehow they they find out through piecing things together that the one person who would know about all this is who? Grandma fucking Rose. Oh, Grandma Rose. Because they said somebody said something about She's there was a white there. I'm She's you, always there when you need a clue. If you need a clue, go, to, go grandma. to Grandma Rose. Yeah, it's like she was the only woman they remember because she had snow white hair with a little yes, stripe right. of red. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Grandma. And they go running to Blossom, yeah, not Manor so, anymore, but Blossom. No, that's uh, Thornhill, I think, is the yeah. new house. Um, yeah, and so Grandma Rose <clears throat> gives up the story that the town kind of rounded up this murderer. Mm-hmm. And, and buried him alive. And buried him out by um, a scary tree. So uh, Betty and Archie go out to the scary tree. First, though, they have a little smoochy. They do. They have a little smoochy. They're feeling a little lonely, the both of them. Archie is very vulnerable because Veronica has not said... Veronica definitely loves him at this point. Oh, yeah. She just hasn't said it. And then Betty is just... Oh, God, she's so alone. Listen... Let's, just for a second, let's talk about the trauma that these kids have gone through. And how, really, the only person who ever experiences, like, any kind of, like, after effects of the trauma is Betty. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah, Archie sees his dad get murdered, and, like, he's really okay. The only thing that he goes through is he's like, I'm gonna become a vigilante. Mm-hmm. Which is short-lived. They go out to this very scary tree, and they come across, um, uh, a plot Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Black Hood sneaks up on them and makes Archie get into the coffin. Again, huge trauma causer. Most people would be in therapy for years if they had a man put a gun to their head and tell them to lay down in a coffin. In fact, we've talked about this on the show before. You've been mugged twice, and you've never really gotten over it. Nope, nope. Uh, and that's been a long time ago. Well, what I find interesting about all this is Betty is so... She's read Nancy Drew. 
This is obviously all Scooby-Doo, Nancy Drew related. They're digging up the, the plot of land to try, I guess, to find the bones of the person that was buried or whatever. The coffin is empty. Why isn't somebody being a lookout? I don't, I don't, yes. We're in the hole and we have, we're blocked out everything else. Um, and I guess because I'm not that person, I'm like always right. watching. But, yeah. Um, so yeah, so the Black Hood sneaks up on him, makes Archie get in the coffin, and makes Betty bury him. Betty uh, ends up creating a distraction and the 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 Black Hood runs off and they take She off. whacks him in the face with a shovel and he's, he's up and running like a jackrabbit. My I'm like, girl. My what? girl, Betty. <laughs> She's but the I'm best like, if you got hit in the in the face with a metal shovel, Look. you would be a little disoriented yeah. in the pitch of black out there. But yeah. not this man. He is with a hood on. He's he's running for the hills. Well, he he runs for the hills. They get to a, a bridge. Um, Sheriff Keller finally does his fucking job. Yeah. Well, Archie pulls a gun on him because yeah. he's going to jump. Yeah, but Sheriff Keller is the one who shoots him. Yeah, yeah, but Archie is like two seconds from pulling the trigger. Archie, he's such an When idiot. Sheriff Keller, who's obviously forgotten how to shoot a gun, he should have shot him in the leg or whatever to maim him, must have hit either the head or the chest Look, and kills him instantly. Not the best sheriff, yeah. Nope. So the, the Black Hood is dead. It turns out it was the janitor. Oh, what a fucking cop out. I mean, uh, uh. Hey, uh, guys, spoiler, it's not the janitor. It's not. It's not and the you start seeing hints of who it is. Um, oh, they drop now that I know who it is as I'm watching the season. They yeah. drop so many clues. The oh, whole time. yeah. Yeah. Let's follow Archie's storyline for a little bit longer. Um, okay. a- after he solves the, the Black Hood uh, murder, he mm. meets an imaginary FBI agent whose name is like Andy. Anderson or something. I think it's like um, Adam Adams or something. It's so something stupid. And And he wants them to spy on the lodges. At the time, Reddit was like, "This person is not real. This is a Fight Club situation." Because oh sure, of course, Archie would imagine an FBI agent and be like, "I want a mission from the government to take that." He's uh, he's so stupid. God bless him. Look, he's got some hero problems, but I I mean for realsies. But let's wrap this up real quick because we can we can get there real fast. Yeah, yeah. Agent Andrews turns out is a real person, uh, but is Mm -hmm. hired by Hiram and Hermione to test Archie's loyalty. I Mm -hmm. guess, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he has passed the test. He was Mm -hmm. asked to plant a bug in Hiram's office, and he says no. So Mm -hmm. now he is now part. He is now a capo. So Ronnie is told finally what the family business is, which is is, which is obviously some sort of mobster thing. Ugh. Which apparently again, I always thought of her as being really smart, but obviously not. Duh, duh. I mean the storyline with Archie and Veronica and Hiram, I don't know if we touched on this in the last episode. Mm. It's very concerning to me. Uh, I'm very uncomfortable mm-hmm. anytime Mark Consuelos isn't the scene uh-huh the mm-hmm. way that I, I look I my I didn't have a great father-daughter relationship so I don't know if this is a normal <laughs> thing you had a normal father-daughter is this a normal yeah. thing do they what? do they do they wrestle your boyfriends during wrestling no tryouts? I can tell you that's legit never happened so let's talk about that for uh, a minute it's so so, gross. so there's this FBI 
line going. There's Veronica and her parents in this epic battle for control. I don't know what the what is going on. What is happening? It's weird because, like, she, they're going shopping and doing all this stuff. And we find out that Fred Andrews has $86,000 in um, hospital bills. And he doesn't know how he's going to pay them and yada, yada, yada. Call your insurance company. They ran it the wrong way. Yeah, obviously something is not correct on this. Um, And plus, you can do a payment plan. We all know this. But anyways, Ronnie is like, y'all should do it. Y'all have, you know, these these, uh, charities you give money to. Y'all should do it. And they're like, "Mm, nope. So they go out, and she's like, gold Amex or whatever. And she's like, yes, the number is blah, 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 blah. It's an American excess. That's it. (laughs) I have to say that. Okay, go ahead. And she she calls, pays off the whole thing. She's like, it's, I want it anonymous, and it's $86,000. P.S. As far as we know, there's only two rich people in this town. Yeah. One is the Blossoms, which aren't so rich anymore, and the other is the Lodges. So how hard is it going to be to figure out who paid this? I know. I know. Um, you know, there's not a lot of um, charity groups. So in between all of this... The FBI and 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 Archie and um, I almost said Betty. Archie and Veronica get back together. Thank she, God. I think finally tells her, tells him she loves him. Yeah. Because uh, it's all around Christmas and stuff. But then, yeah. So Ron Veronica, Dad, is not fond of Archie. He can't figure out why. So the first thing she spits out is, "Well, you don't speak Spanish." Is he fond? not fond of him because okay yeah he doesn't speak spanish so he doesn't like that but then he's like then she's like oh well maybe if you become a wrestler yeah and so what does he do Hiram shows up to wrestling practice and wrestles her oh makes me so uncomfortable so uncomfortable yeah so he she tells him yeah he takes up wrestling he sucks because he is like a very skinny yeah boy when all these other wrestlers are meaty i mean even kevin beats him Kevin, who's not that big, but he's No, but he's Kevin solid. has experience wrestling. Oh, this is my exactly. favorite scene. Was the coach was like, okay, so we're gonna have Hiram do the do the first match. So do we have any volunteer on um, volunteers? And Kevin's hand shoots straight up in the air. <laughs> Dustin was in the room at that point and he goes, Is that the gay kid? And I'm like, Yep, that's the gay yep. one. And I just thought yep. that was hilarious. I was like, Oh Kevin, you're so adorable. So, there's a lot of weird shit going on. To summarize it, he doesn't like Archie, and then he does like Archie. And then he wants Archie to be a part of his mob family. Yeah. Well, he he can tell that Archie is stupid as mud, and that he really loves his daughter. So, he knows he can manipulate them however he wants. He's loyal like a golden retriever. Mm-hmm. And Hiram sees that he can train him like a golden retriever. Yep. And I feel so bad for Archie because I feel like this the the entire show is nothing but people preying on him. They're they're constantly grooming him for mm-hmm. for different roles that people want. Like that's all they do is see Archie take what they want mm-hmm. from him. Because they they can see how moldable he is. I feel bad for Archie. Yeah. I think it's because Archie finally wins wins that wrestling against um whatever that kid's the the Chuck. bad Chuck wins again and so Arch uh Mr. Lodge is like oh he can take he can take you know he can take a punch and he he can figure out ways and he wins and yada yada but then there's 
another storyline with this. So Archie's doing whatever he wants and going to pick up his dry cleaning and, I don't know, putting gas in his car or whatever. And Ronnie's having what? A confirmation. Oh, my God. All right, so let's take... We gotta talk about this. Let's take a minute to talk about the confirmation. As a person who has been confirmed, that's not what a confirmation is. It's not... I'm a... Yeah. You, you are not allowed to sing the verve in a Catholic church. <laughs> As somebody who's not Catholic at all and has never participated in anything religious, I was like, this looks like fun. Nope. You get to pretty dress. You get to sing as you walk down the aisle. No. <laughs> you get to join somebody else singing. It would it's be very yeah, That would be a lot spiritual. better than what actually happens. Yeah. So all of the the lodges and 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 business associates, let's say, come into town for this confirmation. Yeah. And, and this makes me think that Hiram's really, really high up in the quote unquote family. I don't think he is. Be- and that's what I was thinking. I was like, dude, you've already gone to jail. So, and usually that kind of knocks you down a peg. Yeah, because now he he can't get investors. Yeah, I, I, and he and he's meeting with guys who own poutine shops. Like, well, yeah. So this is where we get introduced to Papa Poutine, the best character <laughs> that has ever been on this show, Papa Poutine. Jesus, I'm hungry now too. I want. I, mm-hmm. I would love some poutine. Yeah, no kidding. But so they they have a big poker game, and Archie is the uh, step and fetch it. He. Brings them water. He's snipping cigars. He's unclogging toilets. And it's at Pops. Yeah. Pops can do that. He's there. Pops probably does it all the time. And he overhears Papa Poutine saying that Hiram is not effective anymore. He needs to be taken out. Archie tells Mr. Lodge all this. And then Papa Poutine dies. He's in a car wreck. I can't remember what happens to him. It doesn't matter. Hiram did it. He's dead. He's dead and Hiram did it. So, that's that storyline. Yeah. We need to talk about Cheryl and her mom. If we remember Cheryl's mom, Penelope? Yep. It's her name. They are now living in a smaller house. Still um, a fucking gorgeous house. I mean, yeah. It's like, you know. They need money. And, of course, they had some money. Yeah. But they threw it in, uh, they threw it in the fire. Yeah. Um, so Archie goes to get the money back. From, yeah, Nick St. Rapist, yeah. Beats the shit out of them after he gets the money, and now they have some money. Good for them. Which is great, but we find out before that that Cheryl's mom is now a, she calls her a courtesan. I call her a hooker. Yeah. Um, and she has men over and all this, so when Cheryl gets the money and she shows her mom, hey, we've got all this money, you don't have to be a hooker, she's like... I actually like it, so thanks, and, you know, goes about our business. Um, this is the last thing we have, and then we can wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Um, Betty, okay, so um, let's back up. Polly comes back to the house one day. Crazy Polly. Flat, flat stomach, doesn't look like she's ever been pregnant, and Betty walks in, of course, and she's like, what gives? And Polly's like, oh, I had the babies, they're at the farm, I'm coming to get some other stuff. Yeah. Um, don't tell mom and dad, which, you know, again, I, I kind of can't blame her on this. But anyway, so she's at the farm. And this, I think, is the first time that I get the hint of what's to come with the farm. Um, 
Because they're like, oh no, they've taken care of them. They're, everything's fine. Yeah, and because, I'm like, I mean, even, we've been hearing cult. about the farm since season one. Because mm-hmm. the whole plan was for Jason and Polly to run away to the farm. From yeah. from the from the very first season, I'm like, what the fuck is up with this farm? I want yeah. to know more. And guys, in season three, we're finally getting to know more about the farm. Mm-hmm. We're about halfway into season three at the moment, and we still don't know a whole lot about the farm. Yeah. But, but 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 we're getting there. She's like, don't tell mom and dad. Yeah. So to replace Polly's absence, um, Betty decides. You know what? I just found out that I have um, a brother. A half-brother. Well, she doesn't know that it's a half-brother. She thinks it's oh, Hal's son. Yeah. She decides to look up the, 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 the brother. And it takes mm-hmm. all of, like, two seconds to find him. And he's found Jesus. in a uh, rundown hotel mm-hmm. with his, air quotes, clients. Mm-hmm. And he basically tells them, fuck you. And honestly, he's right. Yeah. Yeah, because he says, like, I think he went to the house one time, but yeah. he knew they didn't want him. And uh, I I think it's the first time they meet him where he says something to Betty like, well, uh, aren't you lucky because they chose to kept, keep you or something like that. So God, so what do they do? He They invite him to live with him. Uh, well, no, because Betty goes back and gets... Uh, finds him in the hallway getting beat up. Yeah. Uh, somebody wants something and, and he gets cut on the arm or whatever. She brings him home. Yeah. And Alice is like, thank you, Jesus. I've got so much love to give. And she just takes him into her home, into her heart. But she talks about it, though, because she says, I want to find out. I've got some darkness in me. And I want to know basically if you do, too. And so they both have that thing where they uh, clench their fence so hard with their fingernails like they've cut it don't give straight me across. Emo bullshit okay but but to me it just cracks me up because i'm like this whole family one needs to be in therapy and betty especially needs to be on some sort of mood stabilizer if you're so upset all the time that you have scars from clenching your fists that's just not good yeah so this whole storyline is basically uh just about betty uh discovering mm-hmm. her darkness yeah and so, that's okay you know teenage years that's a good yeah. time to do that yeah but inviting your cam boy brother to live with you and yeah they act like hal is the crazy person because Hal's yeah. like what is happening here no this guy needs to go and alice is like no 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 he's my son i would never turn my back on him bitch you gave him up for adoption well, and that should be Betty. If Betty's this great detective, that should be her first clue that, that Hal maybe is like, Hal is not the daddy because nope, he is no. very much like, why is he here? He's like, screw this, I'm leaving. And he just picks up and goes. And the whole time I was watching this, I kept thinking, like, why doesn't the Black Hood just come in and kill the Camboy? Like, that would be. I mean, great yeah. Time. I forgot that we shot the quote unquote killer. It's not the yeah. janitor, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's the that is literally the only reason that uh Chick stays alive so long is that is that mm-hmm. the, the black hood is laying low because somebody's taken the fall for him. But yeah. He, Chick is he, he's creepy. Uh, yeah. why this mm-hmm. actor? Don't you think it would have been more interesting if they had picked somebody really good looking is chick supposed to be good looking i don't know but it's funny to me because of course we don't know it at the time of this episode or this this particular season but we find out later 
It's FP's kid. And I find it odd. That's probably why he's kind of got that bad boy streak in him. Not that yeah. Alice is a princess by any stretch of the imagination. But he's all blonde hair and everything. Yeah. And I think they should have gotten somebody with darker hair. I, I, I just find the whole thing. I mean, I can understand you want to take somebody in. But I'm kind of like, and it's your son. But you haven't seen him in, what, 18, 19 years. You know he's obviously not had a good life. And you just bring him into your home, and you're like, take whatever you want, do whatever you want. And I'm like, uh, you need to kind of ease into this. Yeah, but I, I, I think Betty really took advantage of Alice's mental state at that point. And I, I just, I don't think it was yeah. a good idea. So what ends up happening is, um, do they kill the guy? Because I took, you know, I took notes on 14 and 15. Yeah, no, they did. Um, uh, the, Betty comes home from somewhere. I think she was at Jughead's house yeah, or whatever. Probably saw in the, the Black Hood case. Because yeah. Sheriff Keller sucks. So she comes into the house and she sees her mom on her hands and knees, a, de- a dead guy next to her, wiping up all this blood like a crazy person. And you're like, I, when I saw it the first time, I was like, Alice snapped and killed somebody. Not even finally, surprised. Finally, I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. But she's, she's yeah, she's wiping up the blood. She hides the body in a sewer. Terrible idea. Terrible idea. Well, this I, is the first uh, storm Riverdale has. Boy, that body's going to come floating right out. That's what I'm saying. I thought it was kind of odd, though, because then, you know, Betty had that, that split second where she could be like, nope, I'm not going to help. We're going to call the police. let me it's- tell you how fast I would have turned heel and shut that door and been like, I was never there. It was Jughead's house the whole time. Yeah. Well, and I find it odd, too, because, I mean, he uh, maybe came in to be mean to, to get something from we um, don't know. Chick. Yeah. We don't know. But all... all Alice says as he came after me and, and, and Chick did him in. He's deemed the shady man. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, so. yeah, they, they, they pitch him in a tunnel. And then for some reason, Betty goes back because there's another murder in Riverdale. And she they find a bloody body and she thinks it's him. So she goes back and the man's cell phone's going off. And she takes it with her. Makes some phone calls. You know what the putting the body in the sewers made me think of? And there's so many Stephen King references through this whole show. Mm-hmm. Um, I even snapped you earlier. I snapped you a picture of one of the later episodes that were not covered in this episode where they use the shining carpet in one of the episodes. Yes. Tossing the body in the, in the sewers made me think of it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Betty does the smartest thing a character can do in this show. <laughs> She tells Jughead, Jughead tells FP, FP's like, got it, I'm the token criminal character, I'll take Mm -hmm. care of all of this. Mm -hmm. And that kind of initiates our storyline of Alice and FP, and their, God, the chemistry between those two actors. Is really good. Well, well, what cracks me up, though, is, you know, at the time I'm like, when he did that, I was like, he knows it's his son. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he's like, oh, Let yeah, me no, he totally do does. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's trying to cover up for him. He also wants to keep, you know, he wants to keep his distance from him because he's like, look, I've already been to jail, you know? Yeah. Because he, cause he never talks to Chick. He doesn't, no. he doesn't want to meet Chick. Nope. Nope. Uh, so I think, yeah, he definitely knows that that's his kid for sure. There's no way that it's Hal's kid. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of where it ends is like, uh, uh, you know, Betty's on the phone. She's calling a bunch of people being like, hey, I found this phone. And that's kind of where this set of episodes ends. Um, the only mm-hmm. other thing I, I think we should mention just because it's so important later on. 
um, is that this very last episode, episode 13, is the first time we see Cheryl shooting arrows. And what <laughs> I found interesting rewatching it earlier today was that the first time we see Cheryl and her bow and arrows practicing her archery outside of um, Thistle House is as Hal Cooper is walking out of the house. That's the first time we yeah. see her with her bow and arrow. So I thought that was really interesting. And it makes me think that these yeah. writers are fucking geniuses. Love them. Yeah. And some re- yeah. in some ways they are. Um, you know, so um, do we want to talk about the Founders Day, nah, Pickens Day, or just leave that nah, all we out? Don't care. Okay. Nah, well, nobody tall. cares. Tall Boy's gone. Okay. Um, here's the sad thing. they I think they wrote off Tall Boy so fast because I think that actor died. I think so, too. I think I remember hearing something about that, but. Yeah, so they, they had to write Tall Boy out of the show. And that's fine because I was so tired of the drama between Jughead and Tall Boy. You both have stupid names. There's no reason to fight over it. Listen, Tall Boy is the least stupid name on here. No, I love Sweet Jelly Bean. Brick or Brack. Whatever the other one's no, name is. Oh, they go to visit um, War Baby in prison. Yes, War Baby. Yes. I mean, we get introduced to a to a character named War Baby who has face tattoos. Oh yes, I God. love this. The Candyman. Um, I'm I'm super impressed with us for not talking about outfits or makeup practically this whole episode. Uh, Veronica wears some great bows. Uh, what do you are those like bow ties? What are they? They're right here. Uh huh. What is that? I don't know. What's that called? I have no idea what you're talking about. She yeah. There's a couple. Of, okay, when her and Archie go to investigate and they write their notes in crayon. <laughs> um, she has in 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 two episodes in, in like four different outfits. She wears a black bow like a silk uh-huh. uh bow that she ties around her uh, underneath her collar. Oh, huh. maybe that's is she wearing like a cardigan or something? No. Huh. Oh, no, that's it. I'll send you pictures. Yeah. They're, they're white collars, mm-hmm. and then the dress that she's wearing is floral, because, again, it's Riverdale. We don't know what fucking season it is. Mm. We just had, well, there was a Christmas episode. Yeah. But then I feel like that, it was Christmas, and then it was it's spring. It's not really cold. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what goes so on. So we don't, we don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the, yeah, the, I'm the, very surprised we didn't talk about the fashion. Well, the, the jeweled collars um, oh. and all this, it makes me want to go get something. Um, God, I love it. Love and of course, it. the makeup's always on point. Um, but oh. Ronnie really does have some great did outfits. You, did you notice Cheryl's matte lipstick in these? Yes, episodes? I did. I'm so yes, obsessed I with knew, that. I, I figured you would be looking at that because I know you mentioned you wanted to try some matte. And lipstick. I don't know. If, I know we've talked about the brooch before, but did you know she has different brooches? Yes, yeah, some of them are light colored, some of them are dark colored. Some yeah. of them have like the red and the the gold. Some of them really stand up like a spider. Some of them are flat. I, I I think the first time I was like, there's one brooch. You know what else I noticed too? I think she has two different Kate Spade backpacks. She does, and Ron, uh, Veronica, I think, is almost always a Kate Spade. I mean, she'll not say it. Uh, they don't show it, but they're Kate no. Spades. No, Cheryl has... A red backpack and a black backpack, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm almost certain that they're Kate Spades. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, because I wanted to get the red one, um, but it's, I told my husband one of the things that I wanted for Christmas this year was a Kate Spade um, initial pendant, mm-hmm. and he asked me who who Kate Spade was. <gasps> I know, I know. My phone has never rang so much in my entire life as it was when when Kate Spade died. 
Oh when God. Kate Spade died, my phone blew up because everybody. You're a huge Kate Spade lover. I know, and and I'm gonna give them shout outs. I don't know if they're listening, but my friend Lee and my really good friend Alexis uh, were the first two people to introduce me to Kate Spade. I see Alexis on the Instagram all the time, and I've I've heard about Alexis for years, and I'm so glad to fi- finally be able to like see what she like yeah what she looks oh like. Oh my god, what she, does. she so uh, uh, hi Alexis from TikTok. <laughs> she's one of those people that just taught me so much. Um, even though again she's younger than me, she's an attorney and fabulous. But Lee, God, she's she's a typical uptowner. She. Uh, oh God, she's just all artists. Artists. Now look, us West Bankers, we are very intimidated by uptowners. So she she does this delicate lace work. They restore like old christening Ooh. gowns and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Her mom, who I love more in life itself, uh, bought at uh, an auction some of Wallace Simpson's bed linens. I mean, yeah. they're that type of just great people. But she had it's a Kate fabulous. Spade purse that. Uh, you know, it's when Kate Spade was nobody that she got, but they, they were the ones that introduced oh. me to him. And yeah, when Kate Spade died, about at that point, I think I probably still have about twenty Kate Spade bags. Yeah. Um, oh, you're so lucky. Yeah, yeah. Because I just I buy them, but like I just want the pendant. I just want but, the pendant with it with an E on it. Well, you should look there right now. They're having their seventy five percent off sale, and well, no, I sent the link to my husband. They're only like forty five bucks. On oh Amazon. yeah, they're probably not that much. Um, you want to yeah. do obsession session this week? Of course. Um, my obsession this week was Broadchurch. What's that? Oh, that's the Broad- uh, the the UK. Mystery yeah, series? It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a UK cop procedural. Yes. It's with, who's the guy? Okay. All right, here, guys, this is this is a look into our real life conversations. <laughs> who's the guy who plays the bad guy's son in Harry Potter? He has the forked tongue. Yeah, yeah, he was actually in January Jones. I'm sorry, Jessica Jones. I call her January Jones. He's the bad guy from Jessica Jones. Okay, mm-hmm. so he is a Scottish cop. Because apparently that's his real accent is Scottish. And um, he moves to a small, uh, like, beach town, I guess. They have beach towns in England? Who knows? Well, yeah, because it's an island. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, he thinks, like, okay, like, I'm, I'm moving to this small town so I don't have to, like, deal with, like, uh, like serious crimes anymore. Sure. And mm-hmm. then, like, an 11-year-old boy ends up dead on the beach. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so he's got his little partner who's, like, from that small town, and she's a cop, and she knows everybody. She knows the guy's name who delivers the bread at the grocery store. Like, she uh, knows everyone. Course. And her name is Ellie, and she is adorable. Love her. Oh, I'm looking her up right now. I think I've known her from other things, but Gosh, go. she's adorable. And so the two of them team up and they saw. But what's really great about this show is that the first season is solving the murder of this little boy. Mm-hmm. The second season is the trial of ah. the murderer of this little boy. So I thought that was really unique because it follows the family. And most mm-hmm. um, crime procedurals like that, the, like the family gets left out of all of this. But uh-huh. the, the mother and father and the sister of this little boy become main characters in the show even after they've finished with trial and they've moved on from the case. Uh-huh. So they, they, I like that they continue that through. There's three seasons. Uh, it's wonderful. I you know why it. I recognized her? Why? Because she's playing Queen Elizabeth when they come back. <gasps> Ooh, on the, the crown. crown. Ooh, we love the she's crown. She's the next 
Queen yes. Elizabeth. So. Oh, I love her. She's so adorable. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. I was like she looks familiar, but I didn't know why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you got this week? I don't know. All right. <laughs> Go watch Broadchurch. It's awesome. Yeah, I I really don't. I, there's just a lot going on this week, so I don't I really have that. an obsession session. That's fine. Um, Look, you, you get a pass this week. Yeah, yeah. Lisa's had a tough week. I, yeah, it's been kind of a rough week. Um, but I can tell you that. Well, I guess I can talk about the one thing that's keep kept me sane this whole week, which is uh, we talked about it earlier. Shit's Creek. Yeah, we're uh, gonna have to watch this. Or I'm going to have to watch it. Catherine O'Hara is a goddamn national treasure. I love her. Love I love her, her so much. And I love Eugene. So underrated. Uh, God, it's just, it's such a fabulous he, show. He makes me uncomfortable. Well, I think he did something kind of squirrely after American Pie and before this. Like, there was something, something that happened. Yeah. But I forgive him because of this show. But I have to say, and I don't know if you know this, you probably do. I have a thing about really disgusting hotels. Okay. And they're in this really disgusting motel. Not even a hotel. Motel is like a one-level yeah. drive-up-to-the-door kind of Bates Motel kind of thing. And the fact that they're in there and and they're laying on those sheets and on those beds, I just, I cringe every that's single time. Yeah, it makes me yeah. uncomfortable. So yeah, that's my um, one show I've been watching this whole week. So... <laughs> okay, guys. Well, I'm drunk now. So. Yeah, she's drunk, and it's like an hour and a half into it, so we're we're good to go. <laughs> I can't wait to edit this. Oh, that's um, gonna be so much fun. <laughs> okay, guys. So go watch episodes. I don't know. I'm drunk now. You tell me. Lisa. Okay. We are watching episodes 14 through 19. Mm, yeah. This is this is the chick season. This is where we really get into the land of chick. And don't forget. Then we're watching some Christmas movies. Yeah, so before Christmas, we're going to put out an episode of Bad Christmas Movies. I'm so excited about that. I don't think we've chosen which ones yet. No, but there's some good ones coming out on Netflix that people have already started talking about. So chances are by this point, you've already watched them. Yeah, so we have those. And then we're going to go back to Riverdale to finish up season two. Thank you, Jesus. God, I love this show. I know, I did too, but when I have to sit there and pay attention to it, sometimes I'm like, Ugh. Does this take the fun out of it? A little bit sometimes, but sometimes not. I don't think so. Like, I think when I, we watched the first couple episodes, I wasn't taking a lot of notes, and so I was all like, oh, this is great, and this is That's fun. That's the way we should do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, it's just, you Let's know. not take notes on the next one and see what happens, as she says okay. while she's drunk. Yeah, and she's already watched three of them. Yeah, I've already taken notes on three of them. Yeah. Fuck you. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, Okay, well, we will see you next week. Bye. Okay, bye.